Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Six Pod, your uh, weekly Toronto sports podcast. Uh, Jacob and Simon here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We've got um, a fun episode for you uh, today. A lot of uh, kind of just different things now that my, my, my love and joy are, are, are out of the playoffs. And so we're going to be covering a couple of different topics. We're going to be talking about uh, the NBA playoffs. We're going to be talking about just some NHL news just in general and kind of just the state of the various leagues. But um, Jacob, what's going on? How you doing? You're doing good? They're doing well. Um, you know, Leafs are winding down. Raptors are done. So most of my time is kind of devoted to the Jays at this point and uh, keeping my eyes on the Nets and uh, my boy James Harden there. So, yeah, things are things are just and a bit of a lull, I guess you could say, for for Toronto fans. Middle of the baseball season, not a lot's happening. It's weird, yeah. man. It's weird. It like is, usually, yeah. we have the Raptors going deep in the playoffs. I mean, the Leafs just disappoint continuously, so that's expected. But yeah, Raptors being out, man, it's a so it's, it's a weird feeling. It is, and there's something I want to. I guess we can address this right away. So, one thing I want to talk about is kind of the criticism Pascal Siakam faced last year at this time. Well, I guess this time of the season, not this time of the year, but last year, just for a recap, Siakam was Toronto's number one option. He was fresh off most improved player of the year, fresh off an all-star selection, all NBA selection. So essentially having, you know, that, that all-star year that people were expecting out of him. And ultimately the Raptors end up losing in seven to the Celtics in the second round of the playoffs. And Siakam was just not himself that whole series that whole that whole bubble run Siakam was just not himself right and he hit he got a lot a lot of criticism not only from Toronto fans but just across the league and one thing I want to talk about is Julius Randle being in a similar situation yet getting absolutely none of the same hate so I don't know what it was Simon I don't know what it was that made people so ready to just jump on Siakam's throat but we want to look at Julius Randle this year, essentially parallel to, to what Siakam did. He was a most improved player this year, first all-star selection, likely going to be all-NBA, um, led his team to the playoffs, and then come playoff time, essentially disappears, does not produce at the rate people expected him to. And it just feels like that got completely swept under the rug. And I, I have nothing but respect for, for Julius Randle, great player, had a great year. But why is it? that for certain players like Siakam, people just want to absolutely step on his throat the minute things go bad for him. But when someone in like an identical situation has just almost the exact same outcome, exact same year, people just don't want to talk about it. So is that, I don't know, is that a Toronto kind of just, is that just something we're seeing because we're in Toronto and noticing? Like, am I not I, you know, I think it is. I think it is Toronto. Like, okay. whenever there's an opportunity for either like the Raptors to not get credit or then just get absolutely obliterated like in the media for a mistake that, as you just mentioned, similar players are, are doing. Like, I just think like American media or sports journalism over there is just absolutely going to rip them or rip the Raptors apart whenever, whenever they can. I don't get it. I don't get it. 
I, I don't get it. Seriously. I know what like, another thing that kind of frustrates me too, Jacob, about this kind of Raptors, just, just, just disrespect is are you seeing all these like graphics that like TNT and like ESPN are creating of like critical moments of the Raptors chip run, but they're putting him in um, Clippers uniforms. Like it was like, he was literally like the shot of his beater. against. Kawhi? Uh, yeah, this is Kawhi. Okay. Um, it's kind of a similar situation where it's just like, like there's just absolutely no respect on the Raptors. And it's like, does Kawhi have the shot again? And it was literally like this shot, like it was hit. It was the moment, but they put, uh, they put Doncic in the, in like the corner and like, like it was, it's just weird, man. Like, come on. Like, like what's going yeah. on? And people like, I saw another thing, uh, kind of trending on, on Twitter, Instagram, social media, where it was kind of like, what is like, I don't know why this was a question, but what's the worst team that's, that's won a championship in the past um, 20 plus years. And people kept wanting, like people kept just putting down 2019 Toronto Raptors. And I don't, I have, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Like, how can you say that team was one of the worst teams in the past 25 plus years for sure to win, to win a championship? Like they beat Joel Embiid in the 76ers. They beat a full, like super, super good Bucks team that year. And yeah, KD was out, but they still beat Steph and Clay and, and that Warriors dynasty, they essentially ended that year, right? So why is it that the Raptors are, are oh yeah, they're not they're not beating any of this team? When when LeBron lost to that same team like three years in a row. So yeah. yeah, I don't get it. I don't get, and we're probably homering a little bit on this one. This is a homer No, it's a Bertrand Sports Podcast. But so, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're laughing. Okay, or they're 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 uh, tarnishing the the Toronto Raptors name in the media, but you know Jimmy Butler, he's currently in Cancun. Okay, the Heat, they're not gonna have a draft pick. We're definitely gonna have a draft pick, so we're looking we're looking pretty good. So just because the yeah. Raptors had a down year, doesn't mean that you know we'll be there for long. I'm I'm kind of fired up for for the NBA draft, which I've never ever been before ever yeah I, well i gotta see what what pick we're getting i don't know what we're getting number one is. we're getting number one oh well, yeah there's no one in this draft though in, in years past like you got have guys like you know zion you have guys like Lamelo ball you have guys like uh even like trey young and, and luka Doncic. like you, you don't have there's don't no franchise player this year yeah where you're like oh this guy is special special so Hopefully one of those guys, I'm sure they will all like in that, in that top kind of five, you'll see a couple of those guys really stand out at some point, but it just doesn't feel like this is like the year to be in a lottery position. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. The Raptors historically, especially with Masai and, and Bobby at the helm have been doing some really good drafting. Like you even look to Malachi Flynn. He's pretty low pick, pretty special looking kid so far. Guys like Siakam going low, OG going pretty low, and yeah. we're we also just have an unreal like G League and development program too, right? Yeah, that's true. They're always competing there too. So. Facts, facts, facts. Oh, and and kind of on this basketball Canada kind of wave right now, are we uh, are we competing? Do you think this year at the Olympics with our our Man. current roster? I don't know. I, I don't. don't know. I I I don't. I don't really know, to be honest. Like I, 
it's tough. Like, I feel like my confidence level would like just absolutely skyrocket if we had skyrocket if we had Murray in the cut. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, we have you know, and Wiggins. Yeah, we, we got NN have... on the helm. Yeah, that's always a plus. But and I he's don't gonna think... have a Team Canada NN hat. Absolutely, he's gonna have full and then merch for Team Canada. The whole player team is like gonna be rocking his gear, whole coaching staff. Absolutely, <laughs> and then shirts. Um, Come on, got a lot. But so, from what I'm seeing and hearing, Boucher isn't playing, no. right? No, um, Shy isn't playing, no, and Murray isn't playing, no, those are key, and those are yeah, yeah. So, we have Wiggins. Do we have Barrett? Yeah. We have Barrett and Wiggins, yeah. so that'll be yeah. fun. Those are yeah. two pretty good players, right? And we got yeah. we got like Tristan Thompson, I think, is in it. Yeah. Um yeah. I think I think Corey Joseph, if I'm not mistaken, is in it. Can't I haven't confirm heard that, much but... about him, but since he was on the Raptors, I think he's kind of fallen a little bit in his uh in his notoriety around the league. But I don't know. It'll be fun to see like a little bit just a little bit of competitiveness from from Canada in basketball because that's not something we've historically seen from from them and when it comes to the world stage in basketball, right? It's always just been the US, maybe like a couple of European countries. You get Spain, maybe France, right? But I don't know. I just would love to see Canada compete in some other sports other than hockey. Hockey. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. I'm going to watch. Yeah. No, Olympics are... We're, we're going to be like covering the Olympics, especially Canadian kind of hard Canadian news pretty heavily. And that'll be exciting because it's been three years since the Olympics happened. Right. And taking Longest... those Olympics next year too, which is kind of crazy. Where are those ones supposed to be? Are they in Ch- are China? They in China? I, th- I think they're in, I think they're in China. Really? Yeah. Didn't they just host like 10 years ago? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, do you to... understand how the IOC like works? Hold up, I'm it's a bid. I know up. it's a bid, and you have to submit a plan, and then the IOC chooses like the best bid, best plan. So, um, uh, man, what are the chances we ever get Toronto um, an Olympic bid? I don't think they're very high. I just don't. I don't know. I don't oh, know I, lied, I lied! I lied! Fun. I lied! I lied! Uh, Paris for the Winter Olympics, 2024, man. Oh, that's 2024. What about oh, 2022? I thought it was like South Korea. No, no, I, it's right. It's right. It's right. I was right. It's Beijing again. Yeah. Beijing again. Yeah, Beijing again. Twice in twice in fourteen years. Winter Winter Olympics though this year. This or this time. They're they're just multifaceted here. They just I feel like those kind of cities can just build infrastructure like at a at a moment's notice for whatever the occasion may be. No, man. And if I remember, it's been a, it's been like ten years, but like I remember Beijing's Olympics were lit. Yeah, like they do I a good the job. I yeah. love the Olympics. It's I'm such like, a good time. I'm really down if the leaf. I uh, sorry, it's all about the leaf. Still on the uh, right? <laughs> No, if if the NHL players can go, that'd be unreal. I would. I really hope they do. Yeah, that decision should be coming down the pipe within like. Like up two months, but I think, and and I think, like to some extent, you you want to see like amateurs succeed, but at the same time, I no. want to see no. the very best no. of the very best of every sport. Understand? I want right? to see like, 
you want to yeah. see the soccer players too. And yeah. I know they have the World Cup, which is more or less yeah. the same thing, but yeah. it'd be awesome to see like those guys too competing in soccer for uh for a gold medal. Cause you see, like you see tennis players, like you see the very best tennis players playing every year in the Olympics. You see um the very best like historically until yeah. like the last Olympics, but the best hockey players in the world. Uh we've seen the best basketball players in the world. So I just really want to see countries give their their best athletes in each sport and and it'd be so like especially with like how the salary cap is with the nhl like i think it would just be unreal to see like or have an opportunity to see like math uh, not matthews mcdavid um you know guys like mcdavid mckinnon stone uh crosby um just bergeron marchand just like all on the same team like that'd yeah. be unreal that'd be unreal yeah, i remember i actually remember i think it was the 24 24- yeah, it'd be 2014. 2014 or 2010. I, I think it was probably 2014, but we were we were in like grade seven or something. And no, we like, no, I remember this for sure, for sure. I think yeah, we were, we were like waiting like for the announcement to what the team would be, and we were like, yeah, yeah everyone. I think was we like, watched the games and like I think like at school a couple of times because it was. I believe it. I forget where it was, but it was weird times too. It was like 2 p.m. start times or whatever. That's that's lit. That's it. Yeah, I yeah. I want to say I want to say Sochi. Like it was Sochi. Hundred percent. It was yeah. Sochi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're gonna have weird times there. But in terms Jim, of, should... go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say since we're on the hockey news, I I got the TV to my right here, and the Canadians sweep they score? the they Habs. Scored, eh? I mean, we got it. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's we got We got to yeah. unpack yeah, this. this is... Let's go back to our original. Let's go back to our original thoughts, Simon. And I want, first of all, I'll eat. I'll eat my words here. Well, I we, had, we both got to. We we both got to. But I want you to especially too, because you said Oilers Leafs. Yeah. I said Oilers yeah. Jets. Sorry, I said yeah. Leafs Jets. Yeah. Yeah. But wow, the one team none of us picked to actually make it to the fourth seed. The fourth seed in the North Division is going to be playing and. I guess the technically like the conference finals, right? Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Tampa is gonna eat Montreal alive, but is it I Tampa? I thought it. it was. I thought it was Colorado or, or Vegas. No, it's not because it's their first. Oh yeah, you're no, the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You're right. My bad. Um, I I can't believe we're here. Yeah. Um, for for a couple of reasons, like obviously the Leafs choking is is quite. Is, is is a part of it but you know I, like when when the jets swept the oil the oilers i was like man are 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 the jets a wagon like are is this a, is this a team like are they nasty and so they had like nine days off or eight days off or whatever because it's just boom 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 four see you later mcdavid dry settle have a good one tyson berry nine times nine million dollar contract incoming um <laughs> I'm joking, but you know, like I, I honestly thought, like, like McDavid and Drysdale just got absolutely shut down that 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 series. Like, are the Jets this real deal? And then we get sweeped, or no, we didn't get sweeped, but like we we get out. I don't want to talk about it. But then when that series started, the Montreal and uh Jets, I was like, man, Jets are just gonna like see it. Like, I'll let's get pumped up for the Jets like where you were at, like you thought the jets were clearly the better team. Yeah. Right. I, I did. I thought, I thought the jets were going to give the Leafs a run. Yeah. So yeah, I guess 
I don't know. I think we're I mean, both wrong. Yeah. But I was more wrong, and I'm 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 hurt by it more. <laughs> Honestly, like, does it does it bode a little better for the Leafs seeing that we took the the Habs to seven and the Jets got swept? Does that mean we're a little I, bit better? I I a little I mean, bit of saving grace there. I mean, if we did, if we weren't just like an absolute choke job for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the fact, like, it should have been us, Jacob. Yeah. And I, I, we're not doing it. We're not doing this, but it should have been us. No, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I do know. Like, Carey Price is is being Carey Price. That the team is buying in in Montreal. Um, you've got pretty good defense going on right now, and you've just got like four identity lines. They're just rolling. They're 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 doing. Like they're playing playoff hockey, they're doing great things. They're just all energized. Like yeah, when man. I watch they're some of the games, up. like they're just always doing something. Everyone, everyone is like you said, everyone's buying in there, and they're all kind of you can tell they're really Corey Perry right has just woken up. He's like he's Should been signed him over Thornton. Eh? Hey, take this in, and the like. I had to like put my phone down when I heard this because I was getting a little fired up. It's like. On free agency day, right? On I don't even. I was like October or whatever, September. Apparently, Perry wanted to sign with the Leafs, but after Ouch. we gave that Simmons contract, we didn't have enough money. Ouch! Take that in. Take that in. Hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty time, but like, I don't know. Like at the time, I would have been totally fine with Thornton and Simmons instead of Perry. Like, come on, yeah. No, I I get it. I get it. It's just like, come on, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, he was you know. and he was a he's a benefactor. So do you think the Jets, I mean, the Habs are gonna win a game against Colorado? It's two two. So first of all, pump the brakes with the Colorado. It's two two Vegas. Okay, but like just as easily win this series at this point. Cause I had Vegas, just you so did. we know. You did. You did. Um but do I think Okay, I didn't think the Canadians would win more than one game against the Leafs. So at this point, I can't say anything about what the Canadians will or will not do against a team like Colorado. Or like for all we know, Simon, the North Division could have been the most competitive this year. For all we know, I know and that's, I'm that ready. sounds ridiculous. I'm not, and that's a good point because like I'm so ready for that narrative to be either like confirmed or denied because it's mm-hmm. it's been said, bro, all year. Leafs Leafs aren't good because they're just playing soft. Canadian teams. Leaves, Leaves are just padding stats right now. Matthews, Rocket, Richard. It's a joke. You know, he's shooting against the um like AHL. It's it's AHL, AHL. It's, it's you know, it's a Canadian division. It's a joke. Yeah. So like I'm so fired up to see yeah. if it'll be interesting. Cause it's I, maybe the North to counter that, Jacob. Like maybe the North has like a completely style, different style of play. Like it's kind of wild. And you've mentioned this a couple of times that like teams aren't meeting. Until it like, until the semis, like that's yeah. wild to me. And I find a thing too, the Canadians that you can, I guess you can say this is an advantage of the Canadians since they don't have any superstars, they don't have any like guys like Matthews or McDavid that you can just focus on and get and like plan around as a team. If you don't have any of those guys, like you don't really know what to expect coming from Montreal. And yeah, you got guys like you know Suzuki, Gallagher, Coffee, like those guys. They're pretty talented to Foley. Like they're gonna yeah. score, but yeah, you don't have like one of those like you know superstar. A McDavid, a Matthews, a exactly. Dreisaitl. So 
how a do, stammer how does, yeah exactly how do they how do they plan for a team like montreal where they're just seeing them essentially walk through teams at this point like they just yeah they just yeah. walked through that series like and like it's like that's embarrassing we, and i think we gotta like at some point sure like talk about that shifley hit because like i think that does change the, like the, the uh, has a huge impact but it's interesting yeah, to bring that up because and sorry to interrupt you um no, it's okay i think it's like at the beginning of the year bergeron who's under some heat like mid-season when like the canadians were kind of choking a little bit he got kicked eh well, he was. They were talking about it. They were like, "Is Bergerman on the hot seat? Is he is he here next year?" And but he said at the beginning of the year, like, "Listen, like this team is built for like playoff hockey." And like, you know, Canadian sports media was like, "Well, um, Toronto Maple Leafs." So like that was like kind of like held up against him. And like I there I I think he's kind of been like I think there's a moment of like exile for him now because like look at this team man you're right they have no super like massive superstars like I think they're like players that are like significantly underperforming like you look at like Josh Anderson for example he needs to do more but like they're if he gets going then how good even like how that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying like they're a hard team to play against you're getting scoring from like all different they're um, scoring every like yeah. every penalty kill they have too. It seems like they're scoring too. Yeah, and they're just so, and they just they're difficult. They're they're as you said, high energy things like that. And I and I do think like this losing Mark Shifley obviously is like a huge huge loss. To did Dubois do anything like no nah, no nah. this whole play and bro he so. was take this in take this in take this in he was playing on the fourth line today the fourth line he played like he played like i don't even know like not good like i was about to find out his time eyes but it's like it's definitely under 15 like under 13 i would say he's like i don't know what happened that's trades like a lose-lose eh bro both teams yeah line a wants to get as far away from columbus as possible and dubois is like Pulling like a pure angle at this point. Sorry, question for you about the Blue Jackets. Yeah, yeah. Is Tortorella free agent or is his contract up? Not a free agent. Okay, so. And hear me out. I'm sure you've heard this. What are the chances the Leafs go out and get him? No. None? No. Zero? No, it's, it's like. A... What do you think about that? That potential. Do you think I that think, just would man, not work? I want Bruce Boudreau. Mm. I want him. Like, I feel like it's like, and it's kind of funny that like we like people are saying, like, yeah, he could get us over the hump with him being like such a game seven choke. But like, I just I he I need I need someone in that dressing room. And hey, maybe Manny Maholtra just is that just like spanking guys in in the in this at the end of the second or third period maybe maybe maholter is just this aggressive guy who's just giving it to but it just doesn't seem like like on that coaching staff there just needs to be a little bit more uh character and i don't think we're like <laughs> you know the leafs are already paying babcock five you know five mil a year for the next two years um I, I, Keith has. They're still paying him. They have to, yeah, until he coaches in the NHL. So that's why he's coaching um, at the university it's down there for free eh? as a volunteer. As a volunteer, 
Um, That's why oh, still making five million dollars a year. Five million dollars just to just watch the Leafs choke, just like Take he was doing when behind the bench. That's yeah, yeah. We I were, don't know. Yeah, taking that. That's the same contract average annual as Nick Nurse. Yeah, yeah. And Nick well. Nurse is is a coach of the year and yeah. champion in yeah. his first two seasons. No, but hey, Mike Babcock coached a stacked Red Wings team and led a joke of a 2010 Olympic team to the two gold. Yeah, just 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 excellent but to bring it back to the point though sure i'm like no i don't think tort i don't think torts is ever going to step foot in toronto and i actually i'm like i think i think he's the most interesting player to watch i uh, sorry coach to watch free agent i'm getting confused he's the most interesting uh, coach to watch because like, i really don't know where he's gonna end up i know he wants to coach again but i i do think i do think um imagine him and marner imagine tortorella oh, and marner oh would oh, that work? No, absolutely not. Absolutely I think, not. Here's what I think, and take this with a grain of salt, but I think the Leafs could benefit from a coach who kind of puts them in their place a little bit, because it doesn't it doesn't feel like people are coming down or or like because you know you know for a fact Tortorella if Marner played the way he did in right. Game Six, Tortorella would do something about it. Oh, I I I don't I don't doubt it. Bro, he sat line A yeah. for like periods. Like just yeah. zero ice time in, in periods. Yeah. And so, just wouldn't give it wouldn't give an explanation. And so maybe the, the Leafs needed. I don't know what would be more that, fun. I don't know what cut. would be for Jacob. What would be more fun for you to watch? The feud between Torts and Torts and, and Marner. Torts and Mitch's dad. Or Torts and the Toronto media. Like, what would be the better, like, electric relationship? Because I think you can make a point for all three. Oh, 100%. Because imagine, imagine first post game, okay? And and Elliot Friedman, like, asks a question. Friedman doesn't do in post, post-media scrum. So, like, let's say it's like a, uh, like a Kristen Shelton. She asks a question. Torch just says, go screw, like, go screw yourself. Not answering it. See you guys. He bro, I kind of love that though. Like, fine. Like, I love Leafs when you ask dishing out money for their, for their coaches. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I, I, I think there's a time and a place for responses like that, and I think the Toronto media, there's going to be a lot of that if you're if you're John Tortorella. Oh, hundred percent. Right? So, um, no, I listen. Let's talk about this next year when the Leafs choke again in the first round. Mm-hmm. Then we'll talk about who's going to coach. Cause I think this is Dubis's and Keith's last year. If things don't go well, which sucks. Mm, I think he should be gone this year, but I think, I, listen, 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 I, I don't, I'm not there yet. I do think though, there needs to be a shakeup internally and I, what that's going to look like. I, I do want to sit on that a little bit longer and maybe we dedicate a whole like mini episode to it. Cause I really think it'd be interesting. Like address, like yep. actually addressing what would, what we need to do to be realistic, better. realistic. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like, you know, I'm chewing on some ideas and stuff like that. And I, yeah, I think it'd be cool. So more information to come on that because I think that'd be fun. Yeah, um, for sure. Is there anything that we need to touch on about the other than the? the well, the, the, let's just go through the series. So, like I said, Vegas and Colorado tied two yeah. two. Um, the Islanders, I think they won again tonight. Yeah, they did. Right? And, so and they're, they're up back to the two. call. They're going back to the Coliseum. And they're j- it's going to be electric. 
I think Boston's good for them. in good some for hot them. water, man. I honestly think yeah. Boston's uh, in some hot water. Imagine the Islanders taking out the Penguins and the Bruins. That'd be wild. That'd be wild. Good for them, though. Love it when the uh, love it when those small market kind of teams are like out of nowhere. But and without their captain Anders Lee, like that's like a oh, their captain's out too. Yeah, like they're just rolling, man. They're just like a they're like the Habs are poor man's Islanders. <laughs> just with, a, a, a Habs Islanders final can't do it, I, bro. Someone saw that on someone said that on 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 the on Twitter on Instagram. It was like that would be the most like least watched series probably in a long time. Yeah, like like I'm, I said, they did this in the NBA all the time, but like there are matchups you know the league doesn't want for those like big market series, right? Like, 100%. like for Bro. like the Lakers are out brutal, brutal for the NBA. And if the Nets were to get out brutal for the NBA. So yeah, I can totally agree with you. I'm sure they want like a Colorado Tampa Bay final or like a, I don't know, even a Montreal Tampa Bay final. Cause I think Montreal fan bases, they do bring in a fair amount of, yeah, one of viewers and they're yeah. exciting. One of fun stat. Don't call me on this. Cause I didn't, I didn't search this up. I, I heard it from Steve Simmons of the Toronto Sun. So it could be complete fabricated. Oh, the Toronto it be, Sun. It could be completely fabricated. Um, yeah, that's unlikely. But, but, but I did, it makes sense. Take in that the only player left in the playoffs right now who makes double digits in their AAV. Carey Price. Carey Price. That's it. Every See, other player who's so making yeah, David Matthews, McDavid, Marner. Matthews, Marner. Dries. Dry saddles under 10. How does McKinnon not make 10? Did he sign like a stupid deal like when he was younger? No, nah, like- he didn't sign a stupid deal, man. That's actually another narrative that makes me so mad. Oh, McKinnon took a hometown discount. No, he didn't. He's like, he signed a, 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 off his ELC. He had like a, a year like Nylander, but like a little bit worse. And then signs this like com- like I at the time like a little steep deal, and then for whatever reason he went back to Nova Scotia and just drank the blood of like a shark, and just went just became the this one of the best players in the league. And so like that that deal is looking like absolutely stellar right now. Yeah, but like yeah, somebody um, signed it. It was like kind of like he yeah, was it like, wasn't no, it wasn't yeah. like a yeah yeah, it wasn't like a massive uh, hometown discount. Um, Ovechkin too, he's out. Was he double digits? He's got to be. Yeah. Uh, no, because remember, he was, he like, this is the last year of his like fifth, 14 year deal. Um, so he's a free agent, actually. This is this. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin is, yeah, he'll be back. Crosby, Crosby was a, yeah. uh, he's got to be a double digit yeah. guy. Yeah. Malkin, probably a double digit yeah. guy now. Yeah. So. No, it, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. That's yeah. maybe the, like, and I mean, I'll be part of my story. It's like, you know, you look at these teams that are doing like consistently well in the playoffs and it's like, it's the complete opposite in how the Leafs are made up. So mm-hmm. we got to evaluate if, the, if, if it's, if it, if what we're doing since we're a Toronto sports podcast, if what we're doing with the Leafs is actually feasible. And I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. do a deep dive in that when, uh, well, clearly at this point it's not. So no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we know our answer there at this point. Yeah. What do we need to change? I guess is my, mm-hmm. is a better, more mm-hmm. accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Carolina and Tampa. Tampa's um, a free one. And yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man, they're they're a juggernaut. They're yeah, just like yeah, yeah, they're just good so, and like fun and like that's my pick right there. I man, Carolina is a good team. Damn, they're getting outclassed, eh? 
like bad big time. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not even it's not even real close. But Jeff, let's move on. Let's move on from hockey. Um, NBA playoffs. They're uh, they're in full swing. Some uh, some yeah significant um, teams and as an extension, players are out. LeBron. Uh, see yeah. you. Yep, and that's... Uh, are you enjoying the playoffs, like, so far? Like, where are you at with the playoffs? Yeah, I would love for a little bit, like... I would love for a little bit more competition, if that makes sense. Like, a lot of the first round... There were a couple of close games at the beginning, but they started to just kind of be blowout after blowout, which isn't super fun to watch. Uh, so I'd love, like, a series, like... Like, other than, like, maybe that that uh, Blazers-Nuggets series where... And first of all, let me, let me quickly address this, because we talked about this, too, but... Yeah, Damian Lillard went went crazy that one game. But people are just up. They're just forgetting about how good Nikola Jokic is, man. Like he every game in and game out, his not only did his team get the W, they got the W without their second best player and arguably one of their primary scorers, right? Because Jamal Murray, when he's on, 30 points per game. Like last we don't like yeah. double Murray. Yeah. Like he was disgusting. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah. Jokic is doing this now. He's like he's just game in and game out Jokic is is performing and it's not flashy in like the ways Lillard's gonna give you 12 threes and it's not flashy in like the way Kevin Durant scoring these crazy buckets but like I just think we got to give him a little bit more respect and I I truly do think Jokic deserves that MVP we talked about that but he's continuing he's continuing that same play into the playoffs without his other star player and I think that just has to be acknowledged and Again, I want to acknowledge that Lillard had that great 55-point game with 12 threes, but people just like ignored Jokic's 40-point almost triple double. Like that's un- that's yeah. unreal too. And he got the W. So the Nuggets, if they had Murray, man, the Nuggets might be one of my favorites to win. So no, I yeah, go ahead. I I, I liked the Nuggets last year. Like I I enjoyed their playoff run. I liked the team setup. They're coached well. Um. And I, I I like Jokic, man. Like he's a fun, like hardworking Again, player. Doesn't look like he's uh, no, no. He's gonna give you forty no. triple, like forty point triple double, but he just does. And man, he's creative. And like when I when I say creative, I'm not saying like, well, I mean maybe this is, but like he just scores again in different ways. Um, he's smart. I think he's a smart player. He looks great. Like yeah. what he does, it's not Agreed. conventional. It's a little bit unorthodox, but hey, gets the job done. Yeah, Gets that'll be a fun the series. job done. Suns, uh, Suns Nuggets. They're they just tipped off, so they're in their first game right now. And uh, yeah, going around the league. So you got the sucking rounds are all off to a start, except for a couple of teams at this point. So right now, our biggest loss so far that as a podcast we've kind of taken is that Lakers, that Lakers loss, which we did not expect. No, um, the Suns <laughs> are playing well, so good for them. It'll be like I said, a good series with them and the Nuggets, but. Clippers just barely survived, skin of their teeth. Kawhi had to finally come alive in those elimination games. Luka played really well for the Mavericks, but essentially got no help. Kristaps Porzingis played terribly. Um, And he's like, I don't know if you saw this, but Porzingis is like upset with how he's an afterthought to Luka Doncic. It's like, man, not only is Luka like easily going to be one of the best players in leagues in the coming years, but like, you're also doing nothing to help your case as a star beside him. Like, 
it's Come not on, like, like you're like, giving your all and you're being this amazing player and you're just getting overshadowed. Like no. you're you're not showing up. I no. was I watched a couple of the games in the first round and I just didn't like Przingis's play at all. Yeah, and yeah, if if here's another narrative I want to quickly talk about, and I don't know if you've I'm sure you've heard a couple of this, uh, a couple of these tweets or whatever, but a lot of people are praising Luka Doncic for his playmaking ability. And I don't want to knock that because he's a great playmaker. He's a great scorer. But they're saying, oh, Luka's assists are valuable. Whereas assists like Trey Young and James Harden assists are cheap assists. <sighs> Again, take this with a grain of salt because I'm a Harden kind of fanatic here, but I don't, I don't understand why he continually, like, he'll just be over there minding his own business, being great. And people just want to come out of nowhere and start disrespecting his game. Like, I don't understand it. Why does he, when, like, he led the league in assists this year, okay? And now he, people just want to come down and say, they're cheap assists, don't mean anything. His team is, his team is in second place in the league. He, he led the league in assists. He, he, man, I don't understand what this narrative is and why do people have to just come for him like that? Like, it just, it boggles my mind, man. And it bothers me because, like, I have a lot of respect for Luka Doncic. I think he actually is like a young James Harden right now. Like, he plays pretty similarly. He's a great scorer. doesn't have a lot of support around him. But, like, Luka just gets praise and praise and praise when his team loses in the first round. Harden, when his team loses in, like, the conference finals, just gets, like, bricks thrown at him. So, I don't know what it is, but... I would love for that narrative to be gone, that his assists are cheap. Like, get out of here. Get out of here with that. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any room for that. So, and I, I guess just hope- let's, let's talk, let's keep on that um, if we can. Yeah. And man, even with Harden and his cheap assists, no, I'm just joking. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, even with Harden out, which it was just huge, it was just a huge loss. Um, and do you, for, do you know what's it's a hamstring, hamstring strain? So he's that's what he's been out for. He missed 18 games this season with that oh, so hamstring. He's, so he's done. No, he's not done. So, like, as a doctor kind of described it per the athletic, um, a doctor who's been like kind of looking at Harden says that it's like a symptom of an injury. If this makes sense, it's not like an injury itself. It's something that, like, like the pain he's feeling is something that it would happen if it was that injury, but the MRI came back clean. So it's just kind of like hopefully this pain subsides at some point and they're expecting him back at some point in the series. So oh huge. But huge. Even without um Harden out, I I, I think we got I, you're calling that a blowout, right? When like yeah. 39 oh, points. You're calling tonight? that a blowout. hundred percent. Two game series lead in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Like how how are you feeling right now, Sherm, as a Nets fan? Uh, this is what I expected. Like, like I don't know why people are thinking. I don't know who thought the Bucks were winning this series, and I really hope this doesn't come back to me. I really hope that doesn't. But man, like the way they're playing again, like you said, without James Harden, who a lot of people consider, and I'm not saying this, but a lot of people consider him to be their like most key player because of the impact he makes, like playmaking wise and scoring wise. Because Kyrie and KD are just pure scorers. Like they're gonna they're gonna fill it up, but they don't do much outside of that. Okay, Harden is a little bit more like that orchestrator. He, the offense mostly goes through him, right? When he's on the floor, and he's 
a little more like historically, I know he's injured right now, but he's been durable and he'll play like 40 plus minutes, especially in playoff games, which when you have three stars, it's good to stagger them. Uh, when you have two, it's a little harder to kind of balance that time. So that's, that's a pretty key player you're missing at the same time. Blake Griffin has stepped up and he's kind of playing like, like Clippers Griffin. So yeah, man, just like re-energize. Yeah. So I'm pretty fired up about that. Like I, I also, I kind of hate the Bucks, to be honest with you. They've just always felt like, I don't know. First of all, not a Giannis guy, especially since he didn't sign in Toronto, but the way he's come after Harden, I've not been a fan of that. I don't think he's, I don't think he's as talented as people like to give him credit for. Yeah. He's stupid athletic. Yeah. He puts up numbers, but I don't think he's talented. And I think he chokes every year in the playoffs and people just don't want to talk about that. So I love the fact that the Nets are about to win. And I love the fact I would love if Harden could be on the floor for when they actually beat the Bucks and Giannis, that would be great. Man. It's like, like first quarter Nets outscored the Bucks 36, 19. And at, by the second half, trailed as many as 49 points. Like that, like what is going on, man? Like Atitokounmpo didn't really have a, a great game. Only just <laughs> combined with Chris Middleton, only had two points in the first quarter. Chris Middleton started the game 0 for 8 too. So yeah, my like, goodness. And, and one thing I also want to say is that people love to just like, like just – they love to talk ill about the uh, the Nets defense, and yeah, it's not their focal point. But like, if they're holding a team like the Bucks to ninety points in a in a playoff game, m- maybe talk about it. Like, I don't know, could be a factor if they're scoring under a hundred points in a playoff game with their full roster healthy. Maybe talk about it. I don't know. Now, Jacob, and that you bring up a good point. It kind of brings me to my kind of next question about the Nets because I was watching the game. The first two games of this series, actually, I was watching as close as I do in basketball. So more not really understanding the, the full analytic side of things, but just watching kind of an eye test. Mm-hmm. Durant's play is really, really good um, on both ends and kind of connecting it to that defense. Like with how he's been playing these, these past two games, like do you consider Durant to be like the number one player in the league right now? In the Yeah, um, I think you got him, man. Like, you know, obviously I think, like Leonard's up there and like, yeah, I think it for me right now, like Doncic. if you want to go off, like how players have been playing recently, the best three players in the world, top three have been Jokic, um, KD. And you couldn't say Kawhi or Luca because I don't know. Both those guys have had really good first rounds and Kawhi ultimately got that win. But I think, I think, and I've said this, like a whole season now LeBron's time as number one is, is over. And you can quote me on that. You can take that to the bank because it is, it's over. I, I honestly don't even consider him a top five player at this point. Um, I, and I, I, yeah, I don't know if we've had this debate. I think we have, but I think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. I just think his time is now over Yeah, top 10 player. Yeah. Still, still a top 10 player, but there are just, there's just so much talent and, you look at guys like Kevin Durant who can score at will and when it matters and defend. You look at guys like Jokic, who we talked about, who just get it done. They just get it done every time. You look at guys like Kawhi and Luka who are just doing it all for their team, right? Because, man, does Paul George suck. Like, I feel really bad for the Clippers. Like, they got 
robbed. They got Paul George, gave away their whole future for the next 12 years for Paul George. And he's been just brutal in the playoffs. And I think if the Clippers actually want to make this run, they have to get something from him. And they just he just refuses to give it. He just refuses to give it to them. So like that's the Jazz. Like, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say like with a player like Paul George not producing, like it really exposes like what happens when Kawhi is like all by himself. Yeah. And that just further illustrates how important. And again, the Raptors team. It's we'll always about, about we'll Toronto go, on six. We'll pod. take that one to the grave for sure. Yeah. Man, I Man. I, I don't know what I said. I don't know if I said. I think it was like earlier this year, one of like my like ridiculous like takes or texts that I sent that I'm just like thinking about during the day. I'm like, man, is is that version of Kawhi the best version of Kawhi that you were ever going to see? And like initially, you were like, nah, nah. But then, like after a while, you're like thinking about it, like I like probably because of the players like like he was surrounded. Like, man, no one's like doubting Kawhi's just pure athletic talent and just he's like unreal. It's just like with the setup that's um, with the Clippers, unfortunately, it's just forcing him to take this entire franchise literally on his back to try and win series. And how long can you keep that up for? I don't know. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, Yeah, I think that that Utah Clippers series should be interesting because especially if Paul George doesn't show up, Utah's a really good defensive team. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how how they kind of how they play Kawhi, and if again George refuses to show up, then the Clippers could be gone quick. Man. So looking forward to that. Um, over in the East, like we just talked about, uh, Brooklyn Bucks, and then on the other hand, the Hawks and the 76ers. Sixers. Um, Hawks took Game One, which surprised me. Could the Hawks really be for real here? I don't know. Trae I don't Young, think so. Man. Yeah, Trey Young. Uh, He's embracing this villain role, eh? I don't know if you've seen. Like, I'm sure yeah, you I mean, saw he's some doing of the some, clips like, from doing some antics in New York. He's yeah, like he's bowing to the crowd. I love that. It's fun because the Nick crowd, the, the Knicks crowds were giving it to him, right? Like, oh, hard, got, like, hard. Like, so give it back, right? That's that's fun to see. So, yeah, we're, we're starting to heat up there. Interested to see how all that goes. Are you enjoying these playoffs more than last year's playoffs? It's just fun to see people in the crowds. Like it's like oh man, it's electric, absolutely electric. And unfortunately, like like we said, the Raptors aren't making a deep playoff run this year, so it's not like I'm not as invested as I have been in the past. But I, I am, um, yeah, I'm relying very heavily on the Nets to to make it through here. So looking forward to that, Simon. Jip, I guess we need to talk about the blue jays there's not much to say right there right now like they're in third the yankees suck right now so they're getting a little lucky they're 30 and 27 tough series against the astros charlie montoya needs to go um george well, we've needs to basically what play. we've been saying for this entire yeah. season so, yeah um yeah so you know if those two things happen jays are good all right well i guess we let's finish it off on I guess kind of a, obviously a story, but kind of a, a debate too. And I think it can be applied to a variety of sports and just kind of the role of media and interviewing in sport. Uh, Naomi Osaka, 
will not participate. I'm reading an, uh, an article in The Athletic. In next week's Berlin's WTA uh, 5000 grass, root, grass Court Tournament. That's an awful name. Um, organizer said in a statement, unfortunately, we have also received notification that Naomi Osaka cannot start in Berlin. After consulting with her management, she will take a break. We wish her all of the best for the season and hope to see her next year. Now, Jacob, this was just this decision or to withdraw in next week's tournament was due she, to. Did she originally withdraw from the French Open first, which is going 100%. on right now? Friend, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, because she decided to not uh, do news conferences um, in Paris. And they fined uh, Osaka $15,000 for her media boycott um, after winning her first round match against uh, Patricia Maria Ting. Uh, Tig, I believe is her name, sorry, on May 30th. And yeah, because of, and and I quote, huge waves uh, of anxiety. Osaka has not informed anyone when she's going to play next. So it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's a position as I think as like a fan and just like a spectator, you kind of say like, Oh, like how hard can it be to just talk to the media for 20 minutes a day? But as someone who was on that stage and, and competing at the highest level and has a lot of scrutiny, like I'm, I, I can't imagine sort of the pressures you feel. So you have to just kind of respect what she's going through and say, Hey, like you take your time. Um, if you're not really in, if you're not in the right headspace for this, then, then, then take your time. Like if, if you had someone at your job at work, like, and, and they were going through something, like, would you make them, would you make them go through a day-to-day, you know, activities that they would have to go through every day at work, knowing that they're fully just not in the right space? I, I don't, I don't think you would. So why is it any different just because we expect to watch her and be entertained by her? So yeah, let her take the time she needs to take and hopefully she comes back healthy and feeling better. And cause she's, I'm, I could be wrong, but was she not the world number one? She's had an unreal year this year. Yeah. Like she's like, like she's also just like an unreal per like person off the court too. Like she's doing some like really, really cool things. Yeah. I, I appreciate your your take on this because I think you you like hit on the like human element of this story that mm-hmm. and it, it is it is about a human who decided that something is not good for them and was willing to take the fines. Where is this sense of entitlement from fans, casual to diehard tennis fans? whom are just ripping on her for not wanting to do media after uh, a win, a loss. She's young. She's, she's struggling with something where like, I was kind of surprised like how, how big it got. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, like, I don't think we realize this cause we don't really cover tennis, but we, we talk all the time about the Toronto media writing Mitch Marner, writing um, William Melander, 
Um, but man, like the the press tennis players get worldwide is by far bigger than like any kind of hockey or, or Raptors Jays coverage we'll see because tennis is especially big in Europe, right? Like like French Open, US Open, Australian Open. Like they're they're all around the world playing. They're playing for millions of dollars. Um, these guys are like world, they have world fame as opposed to just Toronto or Ontario or Canada fame, right? So that's that's a much bigger audience yeah. you're having to kind yeah. of speak to day in and day out. So you kind of understand. And I think I think she's an American citizen. Is that correct? So I think like I she represents so. I believe she represents the US and even the US. That's that's a much bigger market than than all the Canadian uh, media outlets we see here. So you want to talk about like feeling it from 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 the media and, and the fans like tennis is a market we don't talk about a lot and i think we have to acknowledge that it's, it's a pretty pretty big one so it's, it's definitely a good point because like here's that. the thing here's the thing and you're I, i'm on my right corner here i'm paul maurice is giving his post game i don't have the sound on but i can guarantee you that the answers are not of much substance he doesn't want to be there he's probably not going to give quotes that are going to be beneficial to the media writers or for the fans like you also got to understand like okay you don't want you know you know it's part of their their collection you know there's part of their cba with that with the nhl it's, it's part of their their contract in in the nba what kind of substance is that person giving to you if the only reason that they are there is so that they don't get fined right that, that's the whole that's the whole argument of osaka is like okay find me but instead of finding me can you just don't like can you just donate the money to mental health? That's what she said. She's like, do, I don't just, just donate the money, please, please. Or like, mm-hmm. I'll donate the money. If I, if you, if you're going to find me, just put the money towards like a mental health foundation. I forget which one it was, but like, it's also something to think about. Like, it's like, do you really want to see a person who's just standing there who is answering your sometimes critical questions and sometimes they're deserved, sometimes they're undeserved. Like, what kind of substance or quality is that going to be giving to you as the viewer whom is just so, you know, fixated on, on this thing? I, I thought it was really blown out of proportion. And I think you like, I think you like articulated that very well. It's like they're, they're human. Yeah, things happen, people right? go through this stuff yeah, and just because yeah. they're there for your entertainment doesn't mean that they're uh, and like, we can go back to what we talked about, I think last week or a week before that, where, Fans are fans yeah. are just like giving it to NBA players just for no reason. Like, man, yeah. these yeah. guys are human. These guys go through the same things we go through. So, if they want yeah. time off. Give them time off. It's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah. So, all the best for her. Hope she does well. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll leave you on just one quick stat. Jake Degrom's ERA is zero point six two, which is you know the best um, start through nine through. The best start for pitchers through nine starts um, to a season ever. So just so you guys all know that. Have a great week and we'll talk to you guys next week.